0: Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order, because when you choose proper all-naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for All Naturals, where beef meets freedom.
1: to fourth watch files with Carl crew Brian Sadler and we have a very special guest today let me bring on Brian real quick Brian get your booty in here come on What's hey, oh, what
2: thank you you're doing Maybe great
1: talk about our special guest go ahead and introduce yourself. oh yeah
2: let's uh let's we'll, we'll, let's bring in Lizzie she is a, a career researcher and oh wait a data analyst and uh it, <laughs> an engineer.
3: engineer. Hey, I'm Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Not that special, but software, but thank yeah.
1: you. Mm-hmm. What? Here we go. Oh, we're not going to talk about too much giants tonight. We have mm-hmm. a new subject, and it is Bam, Alistair Crowley, and the normalization of the occult. And it's all about how the occult has been infused in our society for. Years and years and years and years, probably from the late '40s, where it really started up to ramp up, and um, and now it's so prevalent, it's mind blowing, and people need to snap out of it and start discerning what they're seeing right in front of their eyes. People have it's become some some normalized that it, you don't even recognize it. So that's what we're here. We're here to talk about the beginnings of it. Uh, and we're going to talk about the influence and the path it took to, to get to the point where it's just everywhere. So yep. we're going to go back first to uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley.
3: Wait, actually, can we start just a little bit with Helena Blavatsky? Actually,
1: because- yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Talk about it. Just, yeah,
2: go, yeah.
3: just a little bit. Yeah, because Helena Blavatsky was... Oh, yeah, teacher to Aleister Crowley. Oh, uh, right. Aleister Crowley was kind of one of her disciples. He he admired a lot of really disturbing people, but um, Blavatsky was the one who brought, she's known as kind of the grandmother of right. the occult and the uh, grandmother of like, you know, bringing, she's actually known as the grandmother of New Age, which is, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, a cult pretty much, you know, Admired so, by Hitler. hmm Yeah. So. people
1: don't know is that Helen Keller was a theosophist.
3: Yeah. You know so, right. That's, you that, know. That
1: is, that means I love you, Satan. Hello. <laughs> people go, well, no, it means I love you. No, it means I love you, Satan. If you read a book by Helen Keller, it talks about her, uh, her admiration of the Swedish, uh, uh. Uh, the Swedish, oh I forget his name, um, but he was he was a Luciferian. He was he was you know followed uh, uh, Levaski, yeah, yeah. Oh. Levaski,
3: she was the founder of Theosophy, yeah. Uh, well, co-founder of yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, she was the one who kind of brought that into the Western world. She was Russian, Absolutely. you know, uh, had all sorts of encounters with. You know, demons and yes. all it's these kind of her. ugly things, right? And then, so Alistair Crowley really admired her and learned a lot from you know from her, which was also interesting because he didn't admire a lot of women, right? In fact, he put quite a few in the hospital.
2: Wow. But, uh, fascinating stuff. Yeah, no, uh, um, you know something else to mention that might connect with everybody. A little bit more deeper is that people aren't aware of how much the occult is part of your normal life people have no clue they have no clue what has been on your dollar bill your whole life that little pyramid with the little triangle and it says novus order seclorum it says annuit separatists above it novus order seclorum which is to bring about and novus is new, ordos. ordo means order, and seclorum is sector, which means world. So to bring about the new world order, like th- these symbols, or like the fact that we have a spire for the Washington Monument, people like see these symbols and they think, oh yeah, that's normal, oh, it's normal. Or like the, if you look at Washington DC from a map above, it has right. actually got occult drawn symbols. It's, for- it's a pentagram, it's laid out as a pentagram. Yep. Yeah, like the, the, Penta- the pentagon, is the center section right. of a pentagram exactly. <laughs> or like and and people are so oblivious to a lot of these types of things but they're it's woven into the american culture so well that people have no freaking clue what they're a part of and just look up washington dc on your on your map go on your phone type in washington dc and look at it from above and you can see that it's a cult drawn symbols symbology for con conjuring symbols for mm-hmm. conjuring demonic beings or having you know, types of demonic presence being conjured forth. And those the spire, the Washington Monument, again, uh, figure out where the origination of that is from, which by the way, if you don't know, the Washington Monument, Google how tall is it? It's 6,660 inches tall by 666 six, six wide, by 666 six, six wide, by 666 six, six wide, by 666 six, six wide. It, it, it's, it's a part of so much of the culture that yeah. people are unaware of. Well,
3: And we've also been normalized to it at this point, right? So it's so ingrained in our culture that it's like, oh, you know, like 666, right? That's a joke. And to me, that doesn't mean anything. But to people that practice, you know, Satanism and Luciferianism, it it does mean something. Yeah, it does
2: mean something to them.
0: Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where The Wellness Company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency, and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic z pax and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off. Peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe. Stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn.
4: If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
3: And so that's what. Like... To people who,
1: who are Christ followers, too, they understand that that's literally predicted, but. Uh also the uh statue of liberty that's columbia Mm a a goddess that's a
2: goddess yep yeah people think our people think our statue of liberty it's funny because it's 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 also ishtar it's the the goddess of which which they don't they don't understand the statue of liberty you're like oh yeah just some statue of liberty where where was it given the statue of liberty was given from france but look up the man that made it he straight up says This I modeled the Statue of Liberty after this Babylonian goddess Ishtar, and he straight up says it, which is, and if you look up what that goddess is, it's the goddess of freedom of sexual immorality. They don't finish the sentence, so people have no clue. They have no clue. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, the Statue of Liberty is the goddess of freedom. No, she's the goddess of freedom of sexual immorality. And that's right, and it's it's so fascinating how much it's ingrained into our culture that people are just so completely unaware, like people think. You got to understand, like when when the United States was formed, you need to Google these things like research this stuff. Washing George Washington, setting the cornerstone and look at the weird stuff that he's wearing. And he's like, there's some stuff that he's got on that's kind of like strange garb. And you're just like, wh- why is he wearing this? Like, what is that all about? Well, wh- why do you think the originators of our um, supposed Christian nation said that they're like, cause a lot of people are like, oh, America is a Christian nation. Well, why is it say freedom of religion is like a really big portion of America? Were they trying to escape from what Catholicism, which most of the world was under the rule of Catholicism to have their Christian nation? No, they were actually escaping so they could practice occult witchcraft because there was witch burnings going on all over the world and they didn't wanna get lit on fire or whatever. So they like- You're On the other they- side of
1: that coin, um, <laughs> like there are, there was divine inspiration in the starting of America. I mean, the Pilgrims were incredibly Christian. Okay, there's a know.
3: huge disconnect between you know very very Christian United States right. and then it, the country being founded on the freedom of religion. And right. say okay, the freedom, freedom well, when of you practicing.
1: Have practicing. there's always going to be opposition. If it, it it's woven
2: it's woven together there is a, a strong christian base but they yeah, used absolutely. it um, they let that exist as the forte to carry them through it's almost like they allowed it so they could bring in they their Satanism at the same time yeah they use it as a cover but, and so like, but
1: god is not mocked so of course he actually course.
2: used them <laughs> yeah of course so like god obviously allowed it to happen because it's like god absolutely. says he works everything out for the good for those who love him and are called stories like
1: of israel um which was done by the Rockefellers and by some of the uh, 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 darker elements of the Jewish culture. But it was God that was predicted in the Bible. So God used these people to, to fulfill the prophecy that he had. So he uses anybody to fulfill the prophecy, but, but yeah, yeah, we're talking about the uh, how infiltrated we've become. And I wanted to bring up Alistair Crowley and I don't want to spend too much time on him, but, I mean this guy was super, super evil, really so, so evil. evil. We call him the wickedest man mm-hmm. in the world. He actually was a worked with MI6 mm-hmm. or MI5. Um, he was uh, attributed uh, to starting the whole me generation, um, do what thou wilt, um, yeah. which was all about free sex and drugs and everything. And uh, he was the first person to bring in psychedelics uh to Europe, actually, a mescaline in mm-hmm. his plays and rituals and he got that going and actually there are some people that say he was deeply involved with tavistock in creating the beatles in creating the beatles in fact one person said that when he died supposedly his spirit uh uh possessed uh paul paul hmm. mccartney um and now who knows whether that's true and it wouldn't yeah. be his human spirit that did it but a demon from him but um, and hmm. so because but there's all kinds of stuff about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, this guy was. Uh, people say I used to know people go, "Oh yeah, Uncle Al," you know, like treat him like. Uh, no, this guy was traced to human ritual killings. Um, he was. He had books uh, to talk about the perfect uh, uh, specimen for human sacrifice, which is a young male. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's it's intense, you know. Which, by the way, like
2: his, his own yeah, his own son, his own his own son died in a ritual. Right. right. Yeah. I don't, can, I don't know how, yeah. how that's not like questionable. Like how do you, Oh, it, like how did he not go accident. to prison for that? Oh, yeah. it, was it was an accident. He died in a ritual. Well,
1: ironically mm. today, uh, people say that, uh, to, to be involved in the Illuminati or to, they'll give you anything you, they want. You can be a rock star. You can be a, but, but you have to sacrifice a member of your family. I mean, that's, mm. that's one of the things that people say that mm. they require. But anyway, um, so then we have, bam the peace symbol baby you know oh it just means peace it means peace no this is the witch's foot and there is uh it goes back to i mean anton levey had it behind his satanic altar um, mm. and i wanted to read a couple things about it real quick uh, uh
2: oh another th- one more thing i wanted to mention yeah. about alistair Crowley. he's for a lot of people that don't know who that man is like he's yeah. There's so many songs about him. There's like tons of songs have been written where they go, Mr. Crowley and all that. Oh, there's so many songs praising this man. Yeah. And he's like, he's on the covers, yeah, of like old albums. They've put him into things. Like he's like, he's, he's blended into a bunch of different things in our society and our culture. And he basically is like the father of Satanism that modern, like brought it, yeah. he brought it like popularized Satanism. Really That's exactly in, right. And when and you so, think
3: so, Satanism, mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley is typically the mm-hmm. first Absolutely. person that pops but, into your head. So he did, right. Yeah.
1: The peace symbol also called the broken cross, crow's foot, witch's foot. Nero cross, sign of the broken Jew, and the symbol of the Antichrist is actually a cross with the arms broken. It also signifies the gesture of despair and the death of man. The Germanic tribes who used it attributed strange and mystical properties to the sign. Such a quote rune is said to have been used by black magicians in pagan incantations and in condemnations. To this very day, the inverted broken cross identical to the socialist peace symbol is known in Germany as the Toter Rune or Death Rune. Not only was it ordered by Hitler's National Socialist uh, that it must appear on German death notices, but it was also part of the official inscription prescribed for the gravestones of Nazi officers of the dreaded SS. And that we have here. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, the symbol suited Nazi emphasis on pagan mysticism. With the arms of the cross raised in an upright position, it is a Pythagorean emblem of the course of life in the form of a rising path with a fork roads to good and evil. It also signifies, uh, signifies fertility, but with the arms pointed downward, it denotes evil and death. In fact, the inverted man rune, the figure encircled in the common sign, which the communists tell us means peace, has for centuries been a favorite symbol of Satanism. Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, used the peace symbol as the backdrop for his altar. One former witch makes the following comment about the peace symbol. It is ancient and powerful symbol of Antichrist. During the Dark Ages, it was used in druid witchcraft and by Satanists of all sorts during the initiation of a new member to their order. They would draw the magic circle and give the initiate a cross. The initiate would then lift the cross and turn it upside down. He would then renounce Christianity in all three dimensions of time past and present and future, and break the horizontal pieces downward, forming the design of the raven's foot. This ugly symbol is nothing short of the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. For one to wear or display Mm -hmm. the symbol is to announce either knowingly or unknowingly that you have rejected Christ. Remember, symbolism is a picture language, and a picture is worth a thousand words. And then we have, bam! Mm -hmm. Yeah and how much that was incorporated into the sixties. I grew up in San Francisco and I was a kid when the hippies were all around me and I knew a lot of them. And I, I just remember seeing so much stuff back then. Um, but yeah, I said so people, yeah, what's wrong with the peace symbol? Even Christians were wearing it. Yeah. It just means peace. No, 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 no. Yeah, for years, yeah, I've told people about it and they would never believe me. So uh, yeah, it's creepy stuff, man. Creepy stuff. Interesting. Um, I remember, uh, I remember my church as a kid, I lived. I had a, I went to a New Testament church. My parents sang Church in San Francisco. And we had uh, buses that would go out to Haight-Ashbury and pick up the hippies and bring them back and feed them if they come to the service. So they'd see through a service, and then we'd, we'd feed them. I worked in the kitchen, actually. But man, I'm telling you, you now. <laughs> my mom was a concert pianist. She's pianist for the for she played for for a church for years, and we, she's musically. Uh, she has an incredible perfect pitch, and my dad did too. So I come from a, a insanely perfect pitch musical family, and and she people would get up and start singing, you know, like there'd be a guest singer, and she'd go way off key, and I'd look like ah, and like my mom said no. You have to understand if she's doing it for, you know, the service, you have, it doesn't matter. You just say, thank you, God, you know, you don't mess with my brother, would just like a kid. His head would explode. But, uh um, but I saw so many incredible things happen with that church with hippies being saved. I mean, people just stood up flying on acid saying, I'm God, I'm the devil. And I'm like, ah, I was just a kid, you know? Uh, but I saw all the levels of it. And uh, I actually, Later on, I had an antique store that I had a hate Ashbury and I met a lot of uh, older hippies and heard a lot of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. per, it's pervasive. It was pervasive. And that goes into, mm-hmm. that's a whole new show, the whole uh, LSD culture that came out of that, and which is pharmacia, which we're going to do yeah. a future show on pharmacia. But yeah. uh, I want to go on with the talking about how all of a sudden TV became this huge source for the occult. And in the 1960s, a very famous show called Dark Shadows. And I remember running home from school to try to see it. My mom would never let me watch it. And it was actually a black and white show. And uh, amazing thing about this. There used to be on YouTube this guy. I don't know if they took it down yet. His name was John. And he was uh, later put into a mental institution. Uh, They supposedly got to him. But he was a. His real name was Collins, and he came from Europe. And he came from a very famous uh, family of is Collins.
2: Is Collins like Edward Cullen from that new, um, from the whatever it's called, the Twilight? That, um, Twilight? Brain fog,
4: insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
2: Yeah, I, have no idea, I think but is it Collins,
3: Collins. or that's Collins. Barnabas
2: Collins? And the it's Collins probably family. where that name came. That's probably where the Twilight Collins. series name there. name there. Dark show.
1: Shadows was all about the Collins family. And, oh, uh, so Collins real, or Collins? Yeah. I'm sorry.
3: Collins or Collins, like with Collins. a Collins. an O.
1: Collins. Okay. Barnabas Collins. Yeah. Um, this is a real family. It's based on real stories that happened to this witchcraft family, and they wrote it into a into a series. And it was very, very famous. It was very famous, and it was it was actually if you look at some of the early episodes, it was, it's all it was just live. It was live, so things would fall over, people would make mistakes. It was kind of funny, but man, they talked yeah. about vampires and witches and curses and and just oh, Meg, they covered all aspects of the occult and they started mm-hmm. making it n- normalizing it and people would just feast it on it cuz everyone's curious about mm-hmm. this.
6: Stuff.
1: See, today
2: on, I'm sorry. Today what it's evolved into is now things like, you know, basically uh, what's that that Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, years later, I I run a nightclub. uh, It's not a nightclub, but it's a performance art space. And we had some of the original members of Dark Shadows perform at my place. I met Angelique. She was a witch. And she actually ended up being, uh, uh, she was reading short stories at my place, like horror stories she wrote, whatever. She was very nice, very nice meeting her. And also a guy who played Reverend Trask was uh, in a movie at my place. And I got to meet him, Jerry Lacey, yeah. Um, it's weird meeting these people all these years later, but uh, but uh, along that same time, it started evolving into Bam, Bewitched, yep. and I Dream a Genie.
2: <laughs> now, it's interesting about these shows. I, I want to mention something because I'm from another generation where this wasn't like popular on TV. But yep. uh, when I was growing up, and and I watched TV a little bit in the morning, I would watch cartoons, and this show, Bewitched, and I Dream a Genie, would always come on before or after. Uh, the cartoons in the morning, and so I would like end up watching it, like waiting for the cartoons. And at first, I was like, I don't want to watch a real TV show like this. I just want cartoons. Well, I ended up just watching it all the time, and then ended up being like okay with watching it. So yep. it it literally normalized me as a child to watching That's Bewitched true. and I Dream a Genie and making me think like, oh yeah, witches are cool, whatever. Like it did were, exactly its job.
3: They were lovable characters mm-hmm. too. Yes. You hilarious. know, I mean, and the, hilarious. looking hilarious. Yeah.
2: yeah the,
1: the character actors they used, I mean, back in those days, all those shows, they used
3: incredible
1: character actors from all these different radio shows, you know, like the I Love Lucy people mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They, I mean, all these character actors are floating around. I mean, uh, uh, anyway, but uh, the same guy who who produced, who the stories were true from uh, uh, Barnabas Collins and uh, the uh, Dark Shadows was the guy who produced bewitched he was involved in producing bewitched this was the main Mm -hmm. thrust of normalizing witchcraft into like a joke into like a funny
2: comedy thing
1: Uh, and see
2: people people don't understand the danger of this and like people like because because like this show is it's fine it's great it's funny it's cool whatever like that's not the danger the danger is normalizing yourself to this concept and then and then making yourself curious about it being I mean, like oh it's okay it's acceptable but because when you really get into witchcraft and it's
3: a joke look how funny these shows are you right? know what i yeah. mean so it's like why not you know yeah it doesn't right. mean yeah. it
1: anything
6: really.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I to meet uh, uh barbara eden one time at some show mm-hmm. i just went up to her i said you know you were my babysitter for a while <laughs> and she was not abused but uh um, that was kind of a, a different thing, but it was, of course it was a supernatural thing. I mean, if you know anything about the history of genies, it's completely satanic, um, and they're well, very well, evil. Well, genie,
2: genie is it's it's interesting because genie actually connects to nephilim, but because they're oh. actually they're actually jinn. In right. the uh in the culture, but it's it's interesting because like it, you know when they normalize you to this stuff like witchcraft and genies and all this stuff like you're you think it's all good you think it's great and it's fun but the truth is the reality is when you really get into what it is look up alistair Crowley because he'll tell you the truth about what's going on and that's when you exactly get into right. witchcraft when you actually get into real actual witchcraft the result is the sacrificing of children and the sacrificing. Different. And it's like, it's like, oh, it starts off like, oh, I just make this little potion to make me happy. Oh, I make this potion because now this person made me mad. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to hurt this person with this potion. And then you get into, oh, I need more power. And ultimately it goes all filters into this funnel where in the end you're essentially killing people or children. Like it's. It's, te- it's terrible. and Or,
3: right, you go into Ouija boards.
2: Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, cool. That, yeah. I want to say that uh, – what
1: was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anton LeBay, the head of the Church mm-hmm. of Satan, uh, uh, he said himself that white witches are only – they can only go so far with their power, okay? And then mm-hmm. they'll get to hit a wall. And then to continue mm-hmm. and to acquire more power, they have to become a black witch. And he said they're just mm-hmm. fooling themselves because the power is coming from the same place, which is the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all comes from the same place. So the whole concept of white witchcraft mm-hmm. is an
2: illusion. It's just another another mm-hmm. a lie. Uh, and and now, and I like to say now, with what that's evolved into is something like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, yeah, series there you now. Go in today's world because we we need to apply this knowledge to what's going on today and people in perspective and sabrina the teenage witch i don't know if you guys know this but the recent reboot they did they actually hired like witches and you can look up the research about this they actually hired official witches to help create the content and they admit to performing ritualistic seances uh, upon every release of their episodes and you're like What does that mean like ritualistic seance you're like right. oh, i don't know well why don't you look into what a ritualistic seance is and right. then find out oh does it involve sacrificing an animal or killing someone like you know it's a little bit it, it, like we don't know and it gets a little right. bit questionable and you're like well that makes me that makes me a little bit concerned about even being like wanting to watch the show you know what i mean right. Well you
1: know in the music industry um it's long been talked about that uh, literally every album that comes out they have a, a ritual over it um they actually put put demons into the album into the song they they do a ritual over when they release a big big hit where they put demons into it literally
2: it's interesting um, listening to some of those songs. Like there's that stuff where you can actually play the records backwards. And yeah,
1: so people
2: came out about Led
1: Zeppelin and uh, and it's actually there, you know, I, I mean, I've listened
2: really to some stuff. of it. it's, it's interesting. Cause it does say things that you're like, that's, that's really unnerving. Like, you're like yes, it really just he, says that actually denied
1: that uh, eventually they said, well, that's not true. blah blah. But, but yeah, their backmasking was a real thing. Now it's far beyond that. that, but that's really part of a, for many, many years in the, in the hugest uh, record companies where they have their witches, they come in and they do this. Uh, yeah. I mean, even, uh, supposedly, uh, Justin Bieber was saying, look, do you want to be a billionaire or you want to stay a millionaire? Cause if you want to be a billionaire, you got to do this and literally sign your life, uh, you know, sell your soul. They do it's that. In- cool.
2: It's interesting. You mentioned Justin Bieber because there's a video about Justin Bieber that, um, It's I forget which song he's doing, but they had a bunch of people come in and they drew every frame in this in this artist area and everybody drew and then they're showing all these frames that people drew. So you're like seeing these images flash, 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 and you can pause through these images and some of the stuff that is being drawn is very like disturbing. There's literally one where it's this picture of the devil and it says the gate, the greatest trick I ever did. And he's like, ah, like drawing each frame of Justin Bieber, that supposedly these are drawn by like random people that went into the building, right. yeah. but you know that there's, and there's like symbology all in them. And like, right, when right. you see those frames going flash, 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 you see some stuff that you're like, that's that's a little bit unsettling when you know what right. some of these meanings mean and you know what these symbols mean, and you know what these things represent, you know? Um, it's, it's a so perfect cool. example
3: of how mm-hmm. we see these things all the time Mm -hmm. and we just don't, we just brush it off. You don't even think about it anymore, Mm -hmm. but it means it's not, you know, it's not just these passives like, Oh, or it looks cool. It's edgy. Right. That's not what it is.
1: That's right. Maybe it
3: is to you. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what you view it as, but there are people out there that are evil and it grants them power. I and know. it's a, a slap in the face too. They're laughing at you. Oh yeah, you I know
1: Justin Bieber's a main lady. The girl who goes out singing with him all the time. And I took her aside. I said, I- "Is he really a Christ follower?" And she goes, "Absolutely." She goes, "We pray before we ever go out. We do mm-hmm. Bible studies. Uh, yeah, he's totally different than what you think. You know, he's he's the real deal." So I was oh. I was glad to hear that. Oh. But uh, yeah, she was really amazing too. Um. Well, let's kind of regress a little bit into when they started doing, uh, of course,
2: bam. Yeah, let Lizzie, t- Lizzie, you should take this one because you know a little bit about the history of that for sure.
3: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I can kind of speak to the dangers of it a little bit because, again, it's just this game, right? It's literally a game. Look at children's hands are in that. Um, but. The Ouija board is very similar to something called the um, Enochian table, right? And, and the Enochian table was what this man, John D., and the netherman, Kelly, used for it, Queen Elizabeth, right? D was Queen Elizabeth's ast- uh, astronomer. Ast- yeah. Astrologer. Astrologer. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so. So he um, and then Kelly was obsessed with necromancy, actually, and D was obsessed with the apocalypse. And so they used um, an Enochian table, which used the Enochian language. Right. And they would communicate with the angels. Okay, Um, And actually, even if, if you look it up now, it's you know the anakin angels are the good guys when <laughs> in reality when uh, you trace uh, uh. this back what they were actually doing was um trying to invoke the apocalypse and right. they did something called the apocalypse workings right. well Fast forward, so that was in, like, the mid-1500s. Yeah. They were supposedly told that the apocalypse, it wasn't time yet. But they had opened the beginning of it, and somebody else would come along and finish it. That's where Alistair Crawley comes in. So, Crawley picks it up, and he does something called the Amalantra Workings in 1918, right? Um and what he does is he uses the same Anakian language and he rips open a portal and he um has this creature come through that he drew he drew this in uh, around 1918.
1: Can you guys? It looks like a
3: gray. Yeah. yeah, it's the gray. Yeah. Uh, you that guys can't one. see it. Yeah, it
1: doesn't Hold on, I'll take this off. Hold on.
2: There you go. Maybe move you it, see? move it to the. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's original. Lamb. Drawing. That's, yeah, that's Lamb. Yeah, that's the
3: original drawing, right? Which, by Crowley the way, that, that.
2: that's that's a demon that Crawley said he interacted with that he conjured through the Anakian or the uh, Amalantra workings. Which, what does that look like to everybody today? That doesn't look like a demon. That's what we would call an alien at this point. Yeah, yeah you know?
3: right. So, 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 yeah. This is um, Lamb L A M, and he would basically open these portals using the Anakian language in the Anakian Apocalypse workings. And, um, you know, and then he would shut the portal. Right. And then he was also told that the apocalypse wouldn't happen in his time. Somebody would come after him and, you know, do these workings again. Fast forward to what was it? 47. Was it 46 or 47? It was 47. Yeah. It was January through March of 46 was the Babylon workings. I, there was a lot of weird things that happened around 46 or 47. You guys can't see that, huh? No. Okay. So I made this timeline. It it was, it's just really strange coincidences, but um, you know, in January through March of 46 was the Babylon workings, which was Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, yeah. who Parsons was, you know, Crowley loved Parsons. Um, but anyways.
1: Jack Parsons was the head of the OTO, the Order of the Golden Dawn in America. Mm-hmm. That was after Crowley's satanic church.
3: Yeah, in LA, yeah. right? Pasadena? He in
1: Pasadena, yeah. he had a, a mansion in Pasadena where they did a lot of, uh, rituals and yeah, they did. We just went there, you know. Uh, um, there's a whole. Well,
3: what was that?
1: I did a whole show on that behind Asia. your
3: camera. I know, I'm Asia. Getting. No, yeah. So, in person's also Jack Person's laboratory. That's all. That is. Yeah, a we're getting whole into another show. show. We're getting but too much by the way. But what? What? I am getting at uh-huh. is that the Ouija board uses the same ideology as the Enochian apocalypse does. Do you have that
2: other image? That other image or
3: the Enochian oh. table.
2: I don't know if it's in there. Oh yeah Oh that's,
3: that's the Alice that's the Enochian alphabet by Alistair Crawley. That's the table.
2: Yeah. yeah and so this is the same this is where the Ouija board came from, which now it's been directed into maybe we don't even want to leave it on the screen very long because yeah you
3: would take it off actually yeah
2: (laughs) uh, but yeah i don't want to look at it you know but the ouija board has been made into the kid-friendly version and they marketed that to children they marketed it to children to like Mm -hmm. oh this is how you conjure spirits that's literally a ouija board is an opening portal of conjuring so you can conjure spirits and sort of bring in gateways and bring in demonic entities into your presence to try and to bring bring to about the apocalypse that.
1: well that's what they were trying to do they were trying yeah. to bring in the goddess of the antichrist who was going to bring in the apocalypse yep. letting, we're going to pause right now for a, a charming commercial Ooh. Yeah, baby. our gold guy with the biden administration taking us into hyperinflation Many are turning to gold and precious metals to protect their money and investments. Our Gold Guy has some of the best rates and passes the savings on to you. Plus, he sources all his gold right here in America, and this is an America-first company. Head on over to OurGoldGuy.com, fill out the form, let them know that Carl Cruz sent you, and Ira will help answer any questions you might have about whether investing his gold is right for you. Again, that's ourgoldguy.com and let Ira know that car crew sent you. Go and get yourself a bag of gold, baby. Amen. All right. There you go. <laughs> All
2: right. Let's go next. What's next?
1: We're gonna, we're gonna, okay. Go ahead. Do you want to finish, honey? I mean, oh. Liz?
3: Oh, me? Good. Did I call you, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I have honey, though. Straight Amen. Honey in my tea, yes. Um, so I mean, that was, that was basically it about the Ouija board. I mean, it's right. just mm-hmm. these things where in the Ouija board does have a little bit of a, you know, connotation of like, Ooh, you know, like yeah. I well, was I, I was raised more like pagan than anything kind of well. like not outwardly, but, and even my mom was like, eh, let's not mess with the Ouija board, yeah. which I did once and had a right. really yeah. weird experience and then threw that thing away and didn't tell well, them I had about a, it. I had <laughs> yeah. I got a know-
1: Christian family and um, you know, Ouija boards were, you know, no way. And my, I had a girlfriend at the time who had a Ouija board and I was hanging out with my, my friends were all actors and they're like crazy stuff. So we're like, yeah, pull out the Ouija board. I'm like, yeah. And we did it. <laughs> <laughs> whenever me and my friend did it, Alex, it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it knew that I was a Christian and I was, mm-hmm. you know, and my friend wasn't. And um, I'm telling you, uh, it was extremely powerful. I, I mean, wow. It, it, whenever we touch it, it just went crazy.
3: Yeah. And we asked it questions. Like, Where's the
1: treasure? Where's the treasure, mm-hmm. you know? We um, asked
3: it questions that we knew no one else knew the answers to right. except us. And we did everyone's to see if we, anyone was controlling it, right. which none of uh, us were, right. you know. Well,
1: there was one time where we asked, who is this? And Alex and I had just got reading the, the the Chronicles of Narnia. We just got done reading it. And it spelled out T-A-S-H, which is the demon from that series. Ooh. And that was a trip. Yeah. Um what what eventually happened though is it it even though I was a Christian, I had the Holy Spirit in me. Uh it it actually opened a portal for some overshadowing uh for me for a couple of years of really hard drug use.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I did my whole LSD thing. The Ouija board? It really did that. And, wow. Yeah,
6: See,
3: those oh, no, things are some powerful. Heavy
1: drugs. It could a- have
3: been the apocalypse of you.
1: Pretty much, you know. <laughs> there's many times where I should I shouldn't even be alive right now. Believe me.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, actually, there was one time when um, my friend, that same guy, Alex, uh, it was the last time we ever took LSD, and we, we were at some place and uh, it was some kind of uh, uh we used to hang out this place called Cafe Flora, which was a really cool bohemian coffee shop. We would sit around and tell these hilarious stories, and people would laugh and stuff. It was kind of almost like like a comedy thing and uh. So we'd sit around and all of a sudden we were telling these stories and these hippies go, hey, man, you're really cool, dude. Here's some acid, you know. And we were used to taking like four-way window pane, which is really intense. This was a little tiny uh, piece of blotter, which is like 250 mics. So we said, oh, okay, I put it in your mouth, right? My other two friends didn't take any. And we started coming on. It takes a little while. And so we got in the car. We are going to go somewhere. And me and my friend are in the back seat, and we're coming on and we're coming on and we're coming on and, coming on and everything all of a sudden went, shoo. there was, I couldn't focus on anything. It was all, I was in another world, literally. I mean, mm-hmm. it was incredible. And my friend had a grand mall freak out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like I'm
2: mother Mary. I'm
1: <laughs> and like, I immediately go into a, to a, a mode where I, I get, Whatever has to be done, we get it done right away. We'll worry about it later. I mean, I was with him one time when he fell into a car antenna and went in his eye. And I had to get him to, uh, you know, flag somebody down, get him to the hospital and get him into surgery. And I'm sitting outside. Then I'm freaking out going, oh, but I just... I take care of what has to be done right away. And then I freak out later. I, um, You
3: know what? Acid is my favorite and least favorite drug. I don't do drugs very much yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, but my friend, Brooke, on Halloween one year, we were at a music festival in yeah. Las Vegas, and she was a roller skater. And she, dude, she raged Vegas up escalators all through the casinos oh, yeah. on those things. in. At the end of the night, she ended up on the strip naked in her roller skates oh, yeah, yeah. And, and in a cop car. You know, oh, I mean, great. acid can really jack you up. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> so don't do before. Ouija boards, kids.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, let's get back on track with this. <laughs> I don't know
3: where the, are we the on is this is. The point is that. Uh, later on, oh, I-, I realized, okay, what
1: happened was basically he freaked out. I did hey, let's get to an emergency hospital. We we pull up to the turn into the parking lot, there's a cop right there, and his window's down. And my friend goes out of the window. Aah! And like I pulled it back in, and we roll up the window. We go into the parking lot, they follow us in, and they ran up to the car. So you guys have been dosed. Get get an orderly. They went right and got an orderly, brought him back. They oh, took man. him in and strapped into a psychiatric table, and he was grandma freak out. And that was the end for me. Yeah. I never wanted to take anything that would. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on, very. I read about the Maharajas that came to uh, America in the 60s. And they're saying, yeah, you don't have to take acid. You just do transcendental meditation that gives you a hallucinogenic experience. And you can commute. You can talk with ascended masters. And And I realized because this guy did not have the Holy Spirit in it he had, he was possessed. I mean, he became possessed. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully, uh, because I did, I did not. But really, really, I would never suggest anyone, I mean, I had some good times back then, but I would never suggest ever, ever, ever doing it. You know, and, and one of the things, I haven't done anything for many years. I mean, that was like 40 years ago. I mean, I used to smoke pot all the time and drink. I haven't had anything for 25 years, zero because i cherish my clarity my ch- i cherish it my clarity it's like oh you know it's like <gasps> <gasps> it's like yeah can i help you child uh huh i can deal with stuff right away but anyway i digress i let's go back to the concept of uh, yeah the occult and this is let's get back on track <laughs> yeah so
2: let you know, something-
3: that- i don't know if i hold
2: think- on wait i want to mention <laughs> one more thing i want to mention one more thing about uh the ouija board and that people don't know but where the ouija board came from was derived from something called the enochian language and a lot of people might go like enochian what does that mean well enochian actually refers to again something we talked about in previous previous things is the Book of Enoch, which yep. was a time when these half angel human demonic spirits um, took over the earth and and like basically were giants and then possessed the earth and then they died and their spirits remained on the earth. Well that that reference of that time is called the Enochian time, which is the derivative of the Enochian language which was which is basically where demons came from, which is from the Bible. And so Ouija boards are a derivative that we pull out of essentially from the Bible. And same with uh, I Dream of Genie," the djinn, which is where djinn comes from, which is an Arabic term for these shadow beings, which are also derivatives of people that were once these superpowers that were giants. That, again, comes from the Enochian times, from the Book of Enoch, from the Bible. And so it's like. I'm going to blow your mind. You All of the, this stuff the,
1: actually the Ouija board is a corruption of what it's a corruption of the plate that the Jewish priests used to wear. Oh, Yeah, place. yeah. Which was I what is it called? I forget it. But it had 12 stones on it.
3: Yeah. And they, would like... take it
1: and they would pray over it, and it would actually spell out the will of God. And huh. that's where it came from. That's where it was the, mm-hmm. the enemy's mockery of that. Was what the Ouija board? is. Fascinating.
2: Stuff. Yeah, very Fascinating interesting. Stuff. once well, again,
1: let's go to the next what came out of the, uh, that that mm-hmm. push of the occult was games like yep. songs mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I mean, come on, let's get this for our kids. You know, yeah. my voice tells all, and then yeah. stuff like, oh, the mummy's tomb. Oh, but that smelled mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> and, and I had this one. Which mm-hmm. witch? Oh, let's make it into funny little witches <laughs> with little nose. You know, it's like the whole bewitch thing, which turned mm-hmm. into like mm-hmm. Green Ghost, which was really cool because it was uh, it was glow in the dark. So it was like, woo, 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 you know, I, I didn't even care about the game. I just put it out because it glowed in the dark. But well, once again, it's you're getting used to the 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 uh, the games to entice of... you. Yeah. Um, of course, stuff like this, the imaginary friends. think I'm cool. You got your aliens. Your Bigfoot, which I don't agree with, but the, there's unicorns and all that crazy stuff. And uh, and then we have, oh, pyrokinesis. Oh. And I don't even know if this is real or not. I mean, this uh, supposedly was I vintage. It's almost hilarious, but actually not really when you look at it in, in in light of, you know, scripture, mostly ghostly. I mean, anything with ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. There are no ghosts. There are no human spirits that haunt houses.
2: These that's, are all, these are all, yeah, that's a good point to mention. These all are all, all is, Whenever something is marketing you the idea of, oh, it's a ghost, it's actually trying to get you to conjure demonic spirits. Absolutely. That's literally anything that's that's saying, oh, they're ghosts, oh, they're this, like you're literally just, you're being normalized to the concept and deceived. It's a deceiving I mean, mechanism. Casper, come on, Casper. Casper yeah, the, the friendly, friendly ghost. Really. Casper, they're trying to tell you demons are friendly. That's literally the message there. That's exactly right. I used to love Casper when I was five, you know.
1: <laughs> but uh, you got to wake up, people. You got to wake up. You got to wake up to the cult. It's right in front of
2: your face, you know. It's so close. Um, people just don't recognize Dungeons
1: it. Dungeons and Dragons. Now, this is actually mm. based on the original Dungeons and Dragons, but it's Netflix. You know, it's it's like a twofer. Because uh, Dungeons and Dragons was a game that people played and they assumed characters. In
3: it Oh, um, they still play it. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it even
1: it's been revived you know by by stranger things and netflix and everything else it continues to go on and uh, any kind of uh, games where you assume characters and play these things it's an open portal it's like opening a portal to demonic presence yeah
2: well i think it's when you're invoking the magic components of things and you're trying to like cast spells and stuff. It's normalizing you to it. Which, by the way, the dra- Dungeons and Dragons, I think it was produced by Wizards of the Coast, I think is the, the people that make Dungeons and Dragons. Is it? If, if not, I don't remember. But um, they make a lot of other games. Like today, we've got um, what's that that game? The card game that everybody plays? Oh, um, Tarot. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Tarot. Oh, Tarot's a whole other thing. We can talk that's about Tarot. We definitely out. need to yeah. talk about Tarot. But I that's getting so popular. It's getting so so popular everybody's involved in tarot cards and- yeah
3: it's crazy
1: you know like when i give my tours i give a tours at my at my institute we see a lot of crazy stuff but we uh we end up on the sphere of destiny and talk about the prophecies of jesus and it freaks people out and, um, but the, generally people come up to me afterwards and take me aside and go can i talk to you i said sure i'm seeing shadow people oh I go, okay so, and they're like waiting for me to go, oh, you're not, well, oh, you're faking it. No, I get it. I get it. And I say, well, okay, what involvement do you have in the occult? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, do you follow astrology? You know, oh, no. Okay, do you do tarot cards? Well, my friend does, but I don't. Uh, Is there any witches in your family? Oh, well, my mom's a witch. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so in in, in mm-hmm. families, Demons are passed down through families. Um, uh-huh. The same demon goes through families and you inherit them as, you know, unless once again, you break those bonds and become a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Um, but they're, they're generational, like they're Satanists or generate, they're generational Satanists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so- uh, No
2: pass to close people, close friends. It's it's people that mm-hmm. you're in your proximity with. And it's very interesting because right now the world is trying to normalize you to all of the demonic stuff. Like Absolutely. all of the demonic stuff. Like you go on Instagram. Uh, oh, do we have that photo? Throw that photos yes, that we've been throwing on Instagram. They've got these demonic filters it's like just trying to normalize you to these horns what's the other one there's another one that they it's like so popular and there's like blood dripping out of your nose and like little yeah. pentagram eyes you know and it's it like this is on on snapchat and instagram these filters that they're what normalizing I everyone so i think to for this.
3: me i i didn't see mm-hmm. any of this crap like i mm-hmm. saw it but i didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't really see it until like maybe six months ago I didn't even think God was the thing or, you know, um, I and then. But once you see it, you can't unsee that kind of thing. And it looks harmless. Yeah, It's harmless. Right. It's like, a,
2: like it's a style or something. Yeah, cool. exactly. It's
3: mm-hmm. Right. It's not harmless. Right. It's not. It's there for a reason. You know, it's there really? to say, oh, pff, it's fine. You can put human blood in your shoes. That's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Like, and it progressively gets worse and worse and worse. You know, once you get, you know, you become okay with, you know, it's like one day you're wearing a, you know, pentagram and the next you're sacrificing babies
6: Yeah. It it, it sounds
1: ridiculous. (laughs) It's actually not. Um, I know. know, In the old days, when I I ran this institute for a long time, we had so many shows, um, like 27 years of of shows, rock and roll, magic, uh, you know, good magic, you know. Uh, I don't mean good magic, witchcraft. I mean magicians, you know, tricks. And uh, we did all kinds of shows. And I actually met, um, I did the Jeffrey Dahmer movie many years ago. And uh, I had a. LeVay's daughter, uh, Zena, and her her boyfriend come by and purchase the 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 props for me. Then they would come by the club, and we were going We'd have a spiritual wake that would follow them. I mean, literally, they'd come in. They're very nice, very very mannered, uh, very cold, but very mannered, very nice, and. Um, literally there were dogs would howl in the street fights would break out there was a spiritual wake that would pass through every single time and uh i would always pray over uh everything you Uh know all the time and you know i told them i'm a christian they're like yeah okay you're a christian Uh like you're not believing me at all
3: once i realized
1: a a while later she called me. you can come down to my place on hollywood boulevard and see your props i said fine i come down to this place and i look at the address and i look up at the sign it says Hell House. I'm like, oh great, <laughs> and I walk in and I see my face on eight TVs doing playing the movie, and then the little shrines with all the props and stuff, and then all the satanic books and upside down crosses in the background. I'm like, oh man, my mom would be so happy. Yeah, <laughs> and they have, they did have a secret entrance to a, a wax museum with serial killers, you know. Mm. Uh, but man, I just want to get out. I want to get out. And I said that I. I wasn't in a state of fear, but I I felt the presence uh, uh, there. That's one thing that came out of the good that I want to talk about the Ouija board. Years later, God showed me this happened. He allowed this to happen in my life to give me a sensitivity to demonic presence. And I've used that so much. And I get a thumb on my heart when I know immediately if something's going on. Um, yeah. And I, start praying. I just start praying internally. And uh, I know when I talk to so many people and they start telling me they see this or this happens, or, I start praying and, and I pray for the words of uh, the Holy Spirit would put the right words that exactly that they need to hear. And that's very exciting, though. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was once, a trip.
3: Once I realized that God was real, there was a battle for my oh, yeah. soul. It's still still, raging. It's still raging. Luckily, I now have the Holy Spirit and I'm not afraid. And yeah, exactly. But and I had no idea. I was like, my story is kind of crazy. But at one point, I just sat back in my chair after hours, days, days of digging so deep. I sat back in my chair and I said, Satan's real. God's oh, yeah. real, then, you know? Yeah, and um, ever yeah. since then, there are things that want me back, but they know i have me. God already has me. So, God opened you
7: know? the
1: eyes of your heart. God opened the eyes of your heart. Yeah. So you yeah. can actually see everything. I That's see- so important. I can talk to somebody about Jesus all night long, but it's all the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus unless the Holy Spirit gives them mm-hmm. some revelation.
2: Yeah. Which so is why so. it's important that we talk about what we're talking about right now is to recognize <laughs> people to see that there is satanic stuff going on around you all the time. And people That's are right. so oblivious to it because once you recognize that there's this evil stuff going on you and you think it's just a funny little game or you think it's a cool little style, you think it's this look into that stuff, look yeah. into it. And then you're going to be like, holy crap, this mm-hmm. is, this is like, this is like really evil and then you find the you find these tethered strings to like like baby sacrificing stuff going on and you're like yeah. what what kind of stuff what kind of people are doing this it's like yeah. well it's the people that are that are promoting these things on your instagram and on your facebook and on all your little feeds and all your little books that you read and all the other stuff that's going on in the world today and people are are like just need to see and recognize uh these kind of things there's a, there's a book i think something we can talk about is that book that I wanted to share is this This book right here. It's called, I'm gonna tell you about how, how normalized this has gotten into our world. Yeah, How Diablo Became Spirit, okay? This is a book that uh, my my mom bought for my little niece. And the, the funny thing is she wanted to buy this other famous book called The Hug Who Got Stuck. I don't know if anybody that has children maybe knows, knows what that book is. <laughs> but in order to buy this on Instagram, or sorry, Amazon, you had to buy the three, you could buy the one book. It was like almost as expensive as buying the three-pack book, okay? But in order to buy the three-pack book, you could only pick two of the series and they've got like 12 different books or something. But the third book that had to go with the series, no matter what, was this one, How Diablo Came Spirit, who isn't even written by the main author. Actually, it's the only book in the series that isn't written by the main author. This one's written, co-authored, by another person, so this is a dual author. And when you bought that that three pack, you had to get this book, and this book. So you want to buy this in, "Innocent Hug Who Got Stuck" children's book for your child, and you end up getting this book. Now, what's what's fascinating about this book is it's a story of this little panther here, okay? Um, but the panther's name is Diablo, which is devil, okay? Like how Diablo became spirit, and it's it's funny because it's normalizing. They're trying to normalize the devil, how the devil became a good guy. And they talk about how, oh, oh, this devil, this Diablo, he's just misunderstood, guys. You don't know. He's actually, he's actually really friendly, even though he like wants to kill and eat people. It's okay. He's just misunderstood. He doesn't know. You don't know. You just need to speak to him. And yeah. and then things will be better. So why don't you practice speaking to this animal? And literally, in the back of the book. It gives you step-by-step guides at the end on how to conjure spirits but they're telling you it's how to talk to your animal there's literally step by step like set your intention clear your mind and it gives you a little paragraph on how to do this like and this is a child's book teaching kids how to supposedly speak to your pets okay they're teaching you how to speak to spirit pet spirits supposedly right but we know the reality is you're actually it's actually training children how to conjure demons literally how to speak and conjure demonic entities in a child's book and so this is so normalized that people are not paying attention to what's really going on in the world around them because they think it's it's oh it's harmless it's harmless Mm -hmm. there's another book uh another book that uh i sent you that that link or whatever it's called the the book of lost the of lost words and it's fascinating because the uh, the opening paragraph portion in that book, um, it literally says uh, where it is is let me see if I can find it right here. It's It's literally a book. It says, okay, ready? Oh, here it is right here. I've got the the thing of it. Uh, the most recent attention. it says in response. Mm, nope, not that. Well, it talks about basically that this book is a book of spells on how to conjure. Um spells. And it, it's just so it's just so in your face. But they make it disguise it like, oh, this is a book on spelling and children's uh teach your kid how to read better. And uh, but it's literally a it's spell like people don't know spelling. Like in school, spelling came from spell casting. Spelling is a derivative of your words and how powerful they are in casting spells, right. and so people are so oblivious to this type of like hidden satanic uh occult uh thing that jargon and terms and stuff that they're just breeding in they're just weaving it into your everyday life that you just people are so oblivious into recognizing this stuff and it's and it's you know the danger isn't that like okay like oh so what you grab this book it's so dangerous you know, it's not the book itself. It's that what it leads you into. It's what the book, it's what the beginnings of these things lead you into. You get a little taste for it. And you're like, huh, you know, I conjured, I remember that Diablo book and I was able to talk to my my dead cat, I think it was, at least I think it was my dead cat, right? And then you realize, you're like, you know, maybe we should try that more. Maybe there's some, maybe there's something else we can do that we can talk to other dead things or other dead people, which again, are not people these are demonic entities and spirits and people are so unaware of this stuff and then if people see these black shadow things like you're talking about i've seen them these black shadow things they are demonic entities they are disembodied half angel human nephilim like these are demons these are these are the the beings are legit like people are seeing these things and it's a phenomenon that all humans have dealt with like and when you are involved in or around these type of occult things that have been just handed out like candy and you don't even realize it, like Magic the Gathering cards and all this other stuff, you're literally, you're exposing yourself to these types of demonic influence and suggestive stuff. And you you're know? actually
1: invoking them.
2: Yeah, you're, you're you're setting yourself portals. And just like uh, the tarot cards, the tarot card thing, it's like everywhere. These cards are for communicating demonic entities and and setting up portals and like and even when it gets to astrology like a lot of people don't know like astrology where do these symbols come from like you think it's (laughs) the symbols of the stars you think these symbols the little occult symbols that represent the the pisces and the cancer and the aquarius and the gemini all these little symbols these symbols are are images connected to the stars and Right. And so, but where what are what's another connection to the stars that we can find? Angels. Well, angels are called the stars. Well, guess what? The angels do the angels that fell. So what are they? Oh, they're demons. Yeah. So the demons, so these names, cancer and all these symbols that people are like, oh, I'm a gem and I'm a this. They get these tattoos. You're essentially That's tattooing awesome. the symbol of right. a demon's name. On exactly you, right. you're you're tattooing the name of a demonic entity, saying like this demon has authority over me, or this yep. demon has this control of me, and people have no this clue that me. that's what it's from. Like now, they the didn't know about
1: that. I'm sorry to interrupt. The funny yeah. thing about that is uh once again, the, the why is the occult forbidden in the Bible? Why does God forbid forbid the occult? Because you're opening yourself to deception, okay, mm. and it, on so many mm. levels. And when you look at, oh, astrology, well, I'm a Leo. Oh, I, I have the characteristics of a Leo. Okay. So it's like the sugar frosting on the poison cake. Oh, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to find out a little more, you know, because I'm very much like that. Well, it must be true. You know, and that's mm-hmm. how it sucks you in and leads you in more and more and more. Pretty soon you're using astrology to divine stuff and find out. Mm-hmm. The and that's how it sucks you in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's subtle and it starts off so subtle always, but it's all leads you to this false sense of power and this false sense of of truth that is all controlled by a world of demonic entities they have so it's much like a frog. yeah yeah they have so much that like portals all around them they could just like hop all over it's like they they've got so much free reign now because everybody's like embracing this occult yeah. like level that it's just giving them authority over all these different things and these different places and these different people. And it's like you know, people are just oblivious to this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna come back. Other-
1: we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about uh, mm-hmm. what do, we don't want to leave you without any weapons.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't let's not we end here. We'll keep going. Whole
1: thing on weaponry, but we're gonna talk about weapons and even from right now, if you're going through any of this, what you can do. Okay, we're gonna pause and take a quick break. Okay. All right. So here we go. Freedom First Coffee. Start off your day with a literal cup of freedom. Freedom First Coffee, that is. Our coffee is 100% organic and fire-roasted in an antique Victorian-era coffee roaster, bringing out the perfect flavor. Most of the coffees are bitter and acidic, but this tastes exactly how you imagine coffee should taste. It tastes like freedom, child. Use code Carl for 10% off and sign up for auto ship for even more savings. Go to freedomfirstcoffee.com and order a bag of coffee today, child. Amen. All right. So now we're back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about we don't want to leave you without any weapons. Yeah, okay, no. Mm-hmm. You want to start?
2: You do. You start. Hey, was there more slides that we were going to go over? No, we're good. No, we, we covered them all. Yeah, all them. We covered them all.
1: Armor of God, the armor mm-hmm. of God. Okay, so first of all, you have to understand mm-hmm. that demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. They can't stand it. They cannot stand it. So if you're ever freaking out, if you're ever thinking there's something going on, even to verbalize the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is extremely powerful.
2: Um, In fact. Oh, something to mention. There's people that have had alien abductions. Oh, There's yeah. a book on how to fight alien abductions. And uh, this woman was like documenting all these different scenarios. But one of the the, the most powerful thing was people calling on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like an alien abduction stopped, which is yeah. weird because you think like, oh, this is alien. But like, but you don't necessarily associate alien with demonic entities, which they are. Yeah. But, but most people don't. But but you have the answer right there. When you call on the name of Jesus, the the abductions have stopped. I know somebody that personally that had an abduction experience that they were telling me about, being pulled out their window, and they couldn't tell if it was a dream or not. And they called on the name of Jesus, and it dropped them. And so they they couldn't tell like they couldn't tell what what it was, but they woke up like on the ground, and they were like, I couldn't tell if this was a real experience or what. But I woke up on the ground after, but they let me go after I said, started calling on the name of Jesus. And so it doesn't really matter if you know Jesus or if you, or if you don't believe in Jesus, test it, test it out and see how much the authority of Jesus has when you call it. it, Like you're, you can't deny this. Like, and I, and I've told other people this, like I've, I've told. Uh, a, a few friends, this, that have had demonic experiences and dreams and stuff. And I literally got messages back from someone just recently that I was telling about like, Hey, like try calling on the authority of Jesus when you're having these shadow people appearing. Um, she had a horrible nightmaric dreams all the time. And she, sure enough, she was like, she, she wrote me and was like, Hey, you told me to say the name of Jesus when I was experiencing these demonic, uh, oppressive nightmarish type scenarios and i couldn't she couldn't really tell if they were like what was going on in these nightmare dreams she said and i did it and they went away immediately said they left they fleed from her scenario they were like like beating her up and she just started saying the name of jesus and they took off and she's so, like sorry yeah go go go
3: so what do you what exactly do you say? Because for people mm-hmm. like me that had no idea what the Bible was, what God is, which, by the way, it's nothing that I thought it was. Right. Um. What do you do? you just say, Jesus, Jesus, Absolutely. Jesus, Absolutely. or well, do you say, can you protect me? Or what do you guys say? I, you know, what, I or tell, what would you tell you? You them go.
2: I'll, I'll tell them what you say after you, Carl, you can go. Okay, so just the very name of
1: Jesus. Even today, I get attacked all the time, but I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. I remember going to bed some nights, and I have all this imagery coming before me like like demon, demons, and I just speak the name of Jesus, and they go. They go. But I, want, I want to make something clear. Uh, it's very powerful, and, uh, and beyond that, the, the word sword, the sword of the word, if you know your scripture, you can quote Bible verses, man. And it's like it's like using a sword. Okay, it cuts to the marrow. Uh, uh, that's another thing. And also, how to really activate this is to literally ask Jesus Christ to be your savior. Okay, that's yeah. everything, man. Everything is designed to make you go away from that to its misdirection to the to the highest degree because because you're 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 saved at that point. You know, you're out of the devil's grasp. You're no longer going to hell, you know, and it's really simple. It's not being a Christian is not like all this ritual and, oh, Mother Mary, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's a living relationship with the real living almighty God. And uh, speaking the name of Jesus is powerful, but when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's triple the power.
2: It's- yeah, and it's all. And people mistake Christianity with other religions, and it's very funny because people think you have to earn, like you have to behave a certain way and follow a certain set of rules. It's like really, there's only ten commandments that the Bible really only gives you that you're supposed to live by. But like it, like God just literally just wants you to accept Jesus. It's the only religion yeah. that doesn't have rules. There's no, there's no rules to the to Bible. And the Bible is not a book of rules. The Bible is a history book of where you came from, which is very fascinating, very different than-, than And a lot more
3: twisted. Than well, you yeah, twisted. yeah, true.
2: <laughs> the, law <laughs> yeah, that's was true. Given, the law was given
1: for a very specific reason to show you how messed up you are. Yeah. Okay. And in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals for the blood to cover their sins. Uh, It was covering their sins, but they had to sacrifice, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, the concept of Jesus coming down and sacrificing his life, the God who created everything, doing that specifically for you, um, changed everything. So now it's all grace. And the word grace is not in any other religion in the whole world. I mean, even Catholics, you have to crawl on your knees and chant Mother Mary.
3: (laughs) Okay, so... Maybe this is something for another time, but I, all of these words that Christians use, right.
7: mm-hmm.
3: I had no idea what they meant, or some of them, a lot of them mean, right? Like, what does grace mean to you? Because to me, what it meant was somebody that walked through life. Who didn't bump into things and you know who seemed like they floated around that's you're graceful right that's like what I, it meant to me you know you what i mean do a word
1: study on grace in the bible
3: yeah but that's what i mean when like it's almost to it's in a sense it feels sometimes like well humbling for sure but when people talk about you know this spiritual armor that you put on and they talk about having, just having faith in Jesus and, you know, grace and all repent. I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a scary word. And so when people talk about those things, it has to be like, (sighs) There needs to be a way, yeah, to communicate these concepts to people that like me that grew up in the new age, that has no idea what these words mean because they're they are, they're twisted from what God intended them to mean.
1: But grace itself Mm -hmm. is the fact that you don't have to earn your way to heaven, hello. There's nothing, there's nothing nothing you need to do. Yeah. You're you're nothing you can do. It's already been done for you. you just have to receive what Jesus yeah. is holding out to you. That's it. That's grace, baby. That means everything you've done in your life is gone. You are a new That's creature. Okay. Yeah, Christ- Christianity is the only
2: <laughs> It's the only religion, if you call it a religion. I don't even want to call Christianity a no, religion. It's, it's a terrible it's a term. It's the only thing that that where literally you don't have to follow a religion like it's like literally the only thing where all you do is you say hey jesus like uh did, did you make me like or god did you make me like yeah, yo, yeah you did awesome like i i'm gonna believe in you i choose you i yeah. choose god
1: I, I and receive jesus you. I, receive I accept
2: you. that you are real you're legit you gave the forgiveness to me and i accept it again that, that's that you it like,
1: on the cross and shed lip- your blood for me thank yeah. you i am yours Bam, that's it. Mm-hmm. So literally your name is written in a in the Lamb's Book of Life at that mm-hmm. point. And you literally are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So, and the Holy Spirit is like- uh, If you, spirit. I didn't
3: know what the Holy Spirit was either. I no, I didn't- okay, I, So yeah. if you're having trouble, With this whole, like, faith thing and just like, oh, okay, I accept Jesus into my heart. Because once I realized Satan was real, God had to be real, and Jesus had to be real. Because Satanists don't like Jesus, right? Because Satanists don't
2: like Jesus. (laughs) They don't. That's like their
3: main enemy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, Jesus is real. Okay, he's real and obviously, you know, this and that. But... I don't understand what it means to accept him into my heart, right? And like, I, I would say those words because get, I want to be saved. I want a place in God's kingdom, right? But I didn't understand it with my heart because faith is hard for an engineer or researcher. Well, a lot of people, right? You know, and I didn't know anything about the Bible or Christianity, a God, you know? Okay. But it is okay. But yeah. to go on blind faith is really hard when your entire life you're told not to that's right? what we do
1: mm-hmm. is we do when we pray we pray god give us the faith yes. that we need to give us the energy and strength to make through life so we can bless others and your provision that's what we pray for that's what ask yeah. for
3: the holy spirit to help you too mm-hmm. because that really holy holy helped me the holy spirit. and i prayed for god to i mean to help me really hard. And I still have the. I mean, look at, I just wrote this Bible verse last night uh, Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs 3 through 5. It says, Trust the Lord with all your heart yes. and lean not it, on your uh, understanding. Yeah. No, and all your, yeah. Yeah, all oh, yeah, your yeah, way, way, ways submit nice. to
1: and He shall direct your paths. That yeah. is everything, mm-hmm. baby. That's what I do every day. What do you want me to do today, Lord? Mm-hmm. What's up? What's going on? See, that's the thing. You have is this mis- a popular Bible
3: verse?
2: Yeah. Pretty like, popular. Yeah. I
3: just opened my Bible last night, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I I into... that <laughs> <way>. yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just gonna open my Bible. there, was that's divination. You got to be careful with that. Bible. No,
3: no, no, but, no. It wasn't. But that I know that I know that. Yeah. No oh, I wasn't.
1: You never know. You cannot it, like things happen, and it's so. It's called yeah. a divine appointment um <laughs> and it's just mind-blowing it's mm-hmm. mind-blowing and he cares so much for you and he has a, a a perfect plan for your life and we we have a free will so we you know i always pray i don't want to miss anything that you have for me okay mm-hmm. i missed a lot because of i went my own way and i never was not a christian but i you know i i, I just walked my own way for a, a few years mm-hmm. there you know and uh um yeah but i'm back here i am i'm
6: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Specific talents.
1: He knows. He knows every single hair of your head. There's no thought or tear that falls out of your oh, eye that you doesn't know about. This is that's one thing about you. Study the Old Testament. You have this. Fear of God, and it's, He's so magnificent, and so incredible, and so huge, and very uh, uh, judge judging, you know. But then, when you study the the New Testament, which is the fruition of the Old Testament, you see the beauty of Jesus and and the overwhelming love that He has for you. It's mind blowing, mm-hmm. and all fear is destroyed. Is destroyed <laughs> by love. All fear. One of the things it says mm-hmm. in the Scripture, you you be anxious over nothing. Mm. What? I've been anxious all my life, man. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, that, that even now, I mean, it's like, okay, everything that happens and I'm anxious for, I just, I leave it at Jesus' feet. I go, oh, here we go. I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill, Lord. Here you go. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at your feet. (laughs) And and living, literally living on the grace of God. But grace is a beautiful, beautiful word. And you'd never be scared of it. More
3: yeah um i was gonna for okay so for me that i have had since the battle for my soul has been happening <laughs> i have had to find ways to not have fear right because that's the lord says don't be afraid right <laughs> okay that's these are all like great things but how do you like turn these concepts you know conceptual things into like tangible right and so so yes reading the bible i ask for help not just from god but i ask people to pray for me that's Mm. fine that's Mm. and that's hard but it helps okay um and then i yeah and then
1: let me let me interject um, I used to think that getting together, because I had these prayer meetings at the club. Like I went to this little church and it was a terrible church, but I met all these cool people and we would have prayer meetings at the club. And like, man, we were so powerful. Things would happen before we began, you began know, praying. So phones would ring, people would get jobs. It was like amazing. And and the, the enemy just broke it up as fast as he could. We, it was probably a couple of years that we did it. But, mm. but I used to think that that was so important and it is important. But let me tell you something I learned. You have direct communication with your prayer. God hears it in the minute, the second that you pray it in his throne room. So, you know, even my mom used to tell me, you know, you don't have to have a whole group. It's very cool that they pray for you. It works. But what's so important to understand is you have literally the ability to talk to God at any time. And he doesn't care if you come to him for a heart attack or a hangnail. Oh, I don't want to bother God because it's just, no, no, no. He loves it. He loves it. He th- he's thrilled when you do that. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to understand that the, the absolutely free communication you have is 100%
3: 24-7. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's one more a good thing, reminder. Mm-hmm. One more thing I wanted to say, too, before we lose all our viewers yeah. to pay attention to. Uh, yeah something about having authority over these type of things Mm -hmm. i just want to make something clear is that the bible says that many will cast out demons in my name jesus says this many will cast out demons in my name and i will say to them turn away i never knew you okay so the authority that jesus's name has it doesn't matter if you believe or don't believe try it out because literally it says in the bible that People will be able to say in the name of Jesus, demons go and they'll go and they'll be like, oh, I know God like, you know, so and Jesus still isn't in that person. So just try Just try it out. Like you can have whether you have Jesus in you or not, you're going to see the power of Jesus and the power of God. And it's going to open your mind to something new. So if you're dealing with any of this type of shadow stuff, any of this type of demon stuff, any of these type of things, um, try saying the name of Jesus. Yes. Try that. Try that out for yourself and then and see what happens. And then when you see it works. Then when you see it yeah then (laughs) when you see it works then we can go into like hey like who is Jesus? Maybe we should maybe we should read the Bible. Maybe we should pray. Maybe we should ask him into your heart. Maybe you should see see more truth. And then Lizzie, what were you gonna finish your saying you were trying to say
3: Oh, um, mm-hmm. the last thing is worship music, mm-hmm. and I there's a lot of worship music that doesn't work for me. I had to kind yeah. of dig. What I found now is I actually really like gospel. Oh, um, gospel. Yeah, and but I didn't know any of this stuff. You know, uh, yeah. it's harder for me to relate to some stuff. You know, and but anyways, I when I first encounter, started encountering things that you know were of the demonic spiritual realm. Um, I knew five words to one worship song and I was, I got bit by a black widow. It's a crazy testimony, but I was camping and I had no service for over an hour had gotten bit by a black widow. And I was terrified. I, I got to admit, I did had no idea what was going on. I just knew it was evil. And for that hour, I had no service yep. I, over and over again. Amazing Grace, how sweet yeah. the sound. Amazing yeah. Grace, how sweet the sound. As I'm driving home, be, like shooting pains up my body, oh, thinking oh, that right there's something you. behind me. And you know what? It helped a lot, Absolutely. you know? <laughs> but since then I use worship music. When I all a lot of times, you know, but when I'm especially feeling heavy, I'll use it, and so it's cool. great.
2: There's oh, something about- something else about worship music I wanted to mention was that uh, it says in the Bible the angels speak with the sounds of trumpets, the Lord, the the angels of of God, and so I'm pretty sure demons don't like music, some hey, yeah. music, especially music well, with horns in it. I think, I think it, I think it definitely scares them away. And I had a, I had a weird experience with encountering somebody that I think had schizophrenia who was playing a horn. And, and I straight up asked this guy, he was just walking down the street going like playing this giant trumpet. And I was like, this is a weird guy. I'm like, I got to talk to him. So I pull, I like pull my car and I'm like, hey, man, what's up with the horn? And he's just like, he's like, oh, I, I," and he starts looking left and right. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, this guy's like maybe a mentally off a little bit. And he starts like looking around. He's like, I, I just, I just use this horn because it, it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel safe. I, li- I, I, I like it. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm like, okay, cool. And so like, I, I drive away and then I, I come back by and I see him again and I'm like, I'm going to ask him another question. I was with friends with me and they're like, Oh no, Brian, please, please <laughs> just leave. They're like, leave the guy alone. <laughs> like, It's like, so like, I turn it, I pull over I'm like, Hey, I got a question for you. I was like, I was like, do you have that horn? Because uh like, it was obvious that the guy was like seeing things cause he was like, right. like looking around and he was like totally scatterbrained. I was like, do you play that horn? I'm like, do you, do you hear voices? And the guy goes, "I I, I believe we all do. And I'm like, well, that's, not the answer that i was expecting
1: <laughs>
5: like no.
2: that a normal person might hear because so obviously you hear voices <laughs> so i was like he's like uh yeah and i'm like D- does that horn make you feel kind of safe or stop some of the voices from speaking and he just like was like yeah yeah sort of it, it yeah it definitely gives me peace it gives me peace and then he just starts playing it and because he's like looking around and he just starts playing the horn and is like yeah mm-hmm, yeah and he's like plays 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 he's like all right and then he like just walked off be- playing this horn because i think i think it actually somehow stopped demonic influence coming in or something i'm not 100% sure on it but it, it was an interesting experience nonetheless
1: hmm. there's a there's a story uh, hmm. of a woman in africa hmm. Hmm. who was going to this little church and her husband was not a christian and he would never go to church with her and she would always go to church and he, and he would get he so mad at her uh, for going to church. And she loved the songs. There was a Hallelujah song, Hallelujah, that she would sing. And, and he would get so mad when she would sing it or anything. And uh, there was one time when the, these elephants were rotting through their village. And they would kill people. They would destroy houses. They were like demonically infused elephants. They would just go mad. And they had one that was starting to attack their house, and they didn't know what to do. And she just immediately burst into a hallelujah song, and it stopped wow. immediately, and it went away. And the guy said, what were you doing? What song was that? she said, it's a hallelujah. And she goes, well, it's, you spoke the language of this off, and it drove it away you know and it, what it was was hallelujah translates to praise the lord <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's another example uh that how powerful all this is it's so mm-hmm. powerful so really encourage you to test it, it it says to test spirits uh you know and this is the way you do it but uh, um yeah we uh it's so important this is the the most incredibly important information you could ever encounter in your life because uh you know time is short and so oh, yeah. but mostly this whole show is to get people to wake up <laughs> wake up to what's around you be very yeah. careful about what's around you open your eyes i pray right now over everyone who's listening right now in the name of jesus i pray your eyes are opened and you would actually be you would see very clearly uh the the deception that's all around you you'd see it god would open the eyes of your heart in the name of jesus i pray this right now open the eyes of everyone's heart who's watching this right now and blow their mind and give them revelation that you are actually real and are waiting for them (laughs) oh yeah anything else you want to talk about
3: There's so many things I want to talk about. But I, <laughs> we're gonna have to do another one. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Part one, maybe. Yeah, part one. Listen, yeah. everyone. Thank you so much for joining us in uh, joining us. And uh, there's so many levels to this occult thing, uh, and it's just it's like you almost mm. have to wash your hands afterwards to, to talk about it. <laughs> it's so deep. It's so oh, deep. and
2: there is one thing I do want to I want to say is that uh, because people like. Don't let all of this new age uh, stuff because it's everywhere, like the occult, your astrology, tarot cards, like, oh, God is this. God is that. Like, don't don't let your because like everything, you know, everything, you know, is because you've been told it. You were born knowing nothing and you're going to die knowing nothing. But every everything that you've learned in between is from personal experience and things you've been told. So let the things that you've been told not be things that guide you in misdirections. Like, let those things that, that you've been told, question them. And, and really, really evaluate them. Don't, like, like, there's this whole, oh, there's got to be good, so there ha- there's good, so there has to be evil. Like, there's got to be this balance as it is above, so below. Like, yeah. why? Why does that have to be that way? Like, why don't you just question it? Just question yeah. these th- these theories that you've been told. Because it's everywhere right now, like everybody's like getting little bits of Satanism and little bits of uh occult and little bits of all this stuff that they're developing their own religious perspective. And read the freaking Bible, try right. it. That's everything, read the, read the ancient yeah. texts, like just try it, just try, yeah. just read it for your own curiosity and just yeah. just go like what is this really? Like, is this really yeah. a book of rules it's
3: fascinating? Because- but when you I've give always up been, been an avid the reader.
2: Bible. yeah. <laughs> pray and say,
1: open my eyes, open yeah. my eyes, show me, show, show me. me.
2: Yeah, pray. As
1: above, so below, be careful of that. That is a hermetic saying that was used yeah. in the Satanic Bible. And actually oh, yeah. it was used by, uh, uh, unfortunately, by a pastor in some of his books uh of uh, the Saddleback Church. Yeah, it's not a good thing. As above, so below is why they have black and white tile in the uh, Masonic ritual chambers. And it's oops, and sorry
2: about that. You um, show it right there on the floor.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's right. isn't that weird? That just happened. That so, like, my tile was on the bottom of that picture. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> so bizarre. <laughs> but the <sighs> thing is, you know, what it is is that oh, the mm-hmm. equality the quality of
2: evil and good. It's yeah, just that's it's all. That's and all. That it doesn't it's matter. only false. Yeah. But there's no reason that's... why there can't be only God. And only God. There's no reason. You don't have to have evil to have good. Like, what kind of yeah, weird logic does and that exist out there? God always it.
1: was. He always was. He was forever. And Lucifer was a created being. Okay, what so it's completely thing? different. Yeah.
3: We have to do another one on the oh, new age. <laughs> on the new age because that is re- that's that's a hard one. That was oh, well, a hard one for me.
1: The new age. Yeah. I found out about the new age when uh, in the '80s when I read a book called secret the secret danger of the rainbow okay mm. you need to get that book that it, it, that was mind blowing and it talked all about the of the uh madame bovasky and everything and and how it, it david spangler and matthew fox and uh how the new age has creeped into society that oh, is an it's... incredible book oh my gosh it'll blow your mind if people didn't know how to deal with it even my parents who who taught Sunday school were like, yeah, I don't read that stuff, blah blah blah. Later on is actually true. true. like Constance Cumby, And she wrote a follow-up to that book that you can't even buy anymore. But uh that that of sparked it all yeah, for me. That was like 82 or something, 83 mm-hmm. or something. Hmm. Yeah. Mind-blowing.
6: Yeah. Hey, this I wanna so much.
1: Wait, is there anything else you want to cover?
2: No, we'll we'll have to we'll have to. Talk yeah, more.
1: We'll wait for part two. Yeah.
6: This is well, fun. Thank
1: you so much, everyone. <laughs> thank you so for joining us and I appreciate your patience. And uh we'll try to cover all these crazy topics. If you have any topics, uh, you can always send us an email. Uh and we'll be glad to talk about it. But uh yep, and I just want to uh say thank you once again. All right, all right so good night, everybody. Good night, <laughs> good night, Liz. Thank you so much. Yeah,
3: thank, you, thank you.
6: Thank you. <laughs> you have a great night.